Welcome to season two of Sanity Pod by Sanity Media. I'm Audrey Scagnelli, and I think we could all use a little more sanity right now. For this season, you can expect to hear from the helpers, people moving mountains near and far to support their communities, many from the front lines, the kind of people Mr. Rogers always knew to look for. There's a Mr. Rogers quote, perhaps you've seen it too, that I've read online many times, but I only learned this week that there's actually audio of that quote. That's why I think that if news programs could make a conscious effort of showing rescue teams, medical people, anybody who is coming into a place where there's a tragedy, to be sure that they include that. Because if you look for the helpers, you'll know that there's hope. I think perhaps that's more important in this moment in time than any before. When we set out to create Sanity in 2018, our mission was to spotlight leaders in communities bridging division. So in the season ahead, you'll also hear from leaders who have been doing this sort of work for a long time. I'm based in New Orleans, a city that's being hit hard right now. And one of my parents is a healthcare provider. Like millions and millions of Americans, this is a really difficult time. And these conversations have been a real source of comfort for me and for our team at Sanity. I hope they'll be the same for you. If you'd like to get more involved, you can find us at sanitymedia.com, on social media, at SanityPod. And if you'd like to reach out, or if you've been touched by a helper, please email us. We're at info at sanitymedia.com. I'm sure many of them went home carrying books because they would not fit into their book bags. On this episode of Sanity Pod, we're joined by creative librarian Tom Bober. Tom made sure every student in his school had a stack of books to take home before their school closed. And later, by designer Brandon Lewis, who created beautiful change-the-date cards that are free to use for brides and grooms currently rescheduling their weddings. Tom works at Captain Elementary right outside of St. Louis, Missouri, and he's one of the helpers. So, Tom, thank you for joining us. I'm really glad to be with you. In a tweet that's now gone viral, you shared photos of many of the students in your school running through your library, checking out books. So what was going through your mind? How did you have the foresight to make it possible for every kid to take books home just at the right time? We were getting ready for spring break anyway. And we, of course, had all been, the teachers had been reading about the the spread of the coronavirus and, and kind of where it was headed and starting to see maybe some of the writing on the wall, maybe some school closures, but they certainly hadn't hit the Midwest yet like they, they have now. And as I was getting ready to drive uh, to school that day, I had just read an article the night before talking about the importance of closing schools. It convinced me that schools needed to get ahead of this, even if it wasn't happening at the state level yet or the the federal level, that schools, districts were going to be more than likely closing sooner rather than later. And as I was driving to work thinking about that, I was thinking about what did that mean for a librarian? And for me, that meant that my kids were going to be sitting at home for weeks. We knew we were going to be able to get them devices. We're lucky enough to, to have enough in our schools to be able to do that. But 
I also knew that I have kids who like to check out books and hold books and read books. So I very quickly, on my drive into work, formulated a plan, walked into the building, and immediately started finding my teachers and saying, I'm going to go on the assumption that we're not just going to be gone a week. And so I want to get your kids in here to the library and I want them checking out lots more books than they currently have. Every teacher was immediately on board. We threw a rough schedule together and we had the entire morning, class after class after class coming in, basically checking out about as many books as they could hold to walk back out of the library and get to their classrooms. And I'm sure many of them went home carrying books because they would not fit into their book bags. Uh, We ended up checking out, I think about 1,700 books. A normal day for us might be one-tenth of that. Getting the chance to tell those kids that they were going to be able to take so many more books home than they normally would was the most joyful moment that I had that day. And I got the chance to have it 16 times over as I got a chance to talk with them again and again. These kids, they look like kids in a candy store. and I think that not just me, the teachers, the reading specialists, the parents, the administration, we all really foster a love of reading in our school. There was a lot of joy. There was a lot of excitement. We didn't talk about why we were doing it. Uh, we just talked about this idea that wanting them to have a lot of choices when they were home. And so if they weren't going to read the the 10 books that they would be checking out, uh, that was okay. But I wanted them to have 10 great choices of things that they would be interested in trying uh, while they were home. They, They emptied our shelves that day and that was great. I've got to think 1,700 books. You probably don't have too many on on the shelves at this point. There were certainly pockets of empty shelves and and things to be straightened out after they left. Luckily, uh, I have a a wonderful assistant who was frantically kind of there with me, just helping get everything taken care of. By the time we left Thursday, it was uh, pretty much in order. And and then we got news a, a couple days after that, that we would go on an extended closure. We'll find out uh, where things go from there, but we're getting ready for uh, something that we've never done before, but we're excited about it and we're hopeful. And I think it's going to be a really great opportunity to connect with our students in some ways online, be kind of apart from each other, but be together at the same time. You've been pretty active on Twitter sharing resources for students and teachers and parents. Are there any specific resources or things that you've come across that you've just been really impressed with or think are are things that Sanity listeners might want to check out? If I would do one thing, I would suggest if I've got parents at home who are looking for resources and things to help and support their students, if you're on Twitter, look for school librarians. They are working their tails off to not only support each other, but to support students, of course, and parents alike. That's one of the reasons why that Thursday I I shared this particular post. It was to kind of get the word out and say, hey, if you haven't thought of this yet, you might want to think about it. And second only to how happy my students were, I was happy that I was able to share that and some other librarians who maybe hadn't had a chance to think about that yet, who luckily maybe had a couple more days of school to go or a few more days, were able to implement that uh, in their libraries too and kind of keep all of that book love going. 
one thing that I've seen online that I think maybe we should all be taking advantage of is we've got so many authors and illustrators right now who are going online and either reading to kids or drawing with kids, basically providing an expertise, providing part of their selves and their story. It's, I'm really grateful for that. And they're really wonderful things to take advantage of. Two quick last questions before we close. Uh, one is, what is your favorite children's book? Oh, no. This is so hard. <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I do have kids ask me this all the time. My favorite children's book. I'm going to go a little upper elementary into maybe middle school. Okay. And I'm going to say The Girl Who Drank the Moon. It is. It won the Newbery a few years ago, a couple of years ago. The year that it came out, um, I just fell in love with that book and I could just read it over and over and over again. And if I'm going to have to pick, I'm going to go ahead and go like a younger book also in kind of a less, slightly lesser known, known one maybe is Princess Cora and the Crocodile. And it is just a wonderful read for younger elementary students. So both of those come highly recommended. Thank you very much. Uh, and the last question that we ask every single guest on Sanity is, even in this time, uh, what are you most optimistic about right now? I'm most optimistic about coming out of this and having just different and better and deeper relationships with my students because of the shared experiences that we're going to have. Uh, I think that's the silver lining for school librarians and for educators who are working through this is, is that connection that we're going to have and we're going to be able to take into the year next year and the year after that. Tom, thank you so much. Thanks for thinking on your feet and equipping kids with books to read at home. And thanks for your time today. Audrey, thank you so much. If you're looking for resources to read books online, there are so many of them out there. One that caught my eye is Storyline Online, storylineonline.net. It's a group of actors who are reading children's books. So before we close the episode, we're going to quickly spotlight one beautiful act of kindness. And we're going to do this in as many episodes as we can. On this episode, it's Brandon Lewis, a commercial office designer who works from home in Mountain View, California. She planned her wedding last summer, and she decided to use that skill set to help out brides and grooms currently rescheduling their own. My husband and I got married last August, so I had been sort of frequenting the our wedding planning subreddit on Reddit and got a lot of ideas about doing DIY things. Um, and after learning just how expensive invitations can be, you know, they can be like two to five dollars per piece. I ended up designing my own. And after all of this started happening and I hear more and more people have had to cancel their weddings or postpone them. Um, we have a friend who was supposed to get married next month in Indiana and they have had to postpone their wedding now. So, you know, it's just such a huge added stress on top of the already stressful time of planning a wedding. I wanted to try to use those skills that I learned doing it myself to try to help people create some of those stationary pieces that they could use. I created four sort of templates with different styles and different wording. Um, and I made it so I could just send the templates out and people could type in their own names and dates and things like that. And I 
initially shared it on Facebook and was sort of shocked with the response that I got sort of immediately. I had a ton of people commenting it and then sharing it out to their friends. And I think I've sent it to maybe five or six couples so far. So it's it's awesome that something I pulled together in like three or four hours last Saturday is now helping people and getting spread around with the shelter in place and stay at home. The best thing that, you know, non-essential workers can do to help is just literally stay at home and stay out of people's way. But you can feel a little useless in that sense where you're not actively doing things while all these people are out there struggling with the effects of this virus. So just trying to think of small things you can do with your own skill set to help people that are struggling right now seems like a good way to spend the extra time. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Audrey Scagnelli, and on our next episode, you'll hear from Becky Vieira, the founder of Masks for Heroes, a group connecting donated PPE with hospitals and other organizations in need across the country. And also from Mark Gunderson, who's one of the volunteers who was on the ground in Central Park building a hospital with Samaritan's Purse. If you'd like to get in touch, or if you've been touched by a helper, please email us. We're at info at sanitymedia.com. And don't forget to look for the helpers. As Mr. Rogers says, If you look for the helpers, you'll know that there's hope.